All right, here we go for the show for the 10th of May, 2022. A lot going on in the trucking world. Well, nothing good always. Sometimes there's good stuff, but it just doesn't seem like it's been that way lately. But that being said, not too much going on. Hit a lot of snow last week. I'm going to have the video up for the snow going across Vail next weekend. I didn't have time to put it up this week. I got to go to work. So we're looking at you know, Vail, snow, all the way through Glenwood Canyon. You know, So it'll be a video going through Vail and then through Glenwood and it ends at Glenwood. There's quite a bit of snow there. I also got one for the Virgin River Canyon. I'll have that up next week. And there's a car show I'm putting up next weekend too. That's the Be Lazy Diner car show over here in, I think it's Franklin, Wisconsin. It's a great, great little show. So I got that going on. So those are the things we're working on. And maybe we'll have something else next week. Hopefully we'll get it all done. And then we got Automotion later on this month. So those are the things we're dealing with right now. All right. That being said, let's get on with the show. Keeping that hammer down all across the nation. Checking cities off his list. Sharing stories of the road right here on his station. You are listening to the Kingfish. Yes, you've tuned in to the Kingfish Radio Network. Mm. Expand your mind on the open road with Kingfish right here. All right. This is kind of a bizarre story. Um, everybody wants their buck, I guess. You know, and I understand the lady being a little upset, but woman demanding thousands after trucker backs in the light pole. Yeah, I got this from CDL Life. Uh, I got some good stuff. Subscribe to CDL Life. A lot of good stuff there. So anyway, a woman is, but the app I'm not too much into, too much nonsense on that, but the their news information stuff's really good. So anyway, a woman is demanding thousands of dollars in compensation. Basically what happened was, in November of 2021, uh, Mary Riley says that she was looking for financial compensation to help replace the appliances damaged in a power outage. Power outage. Hmm. You get that, say these words once in a while straight. You know, so I sat there and cut out every word and redid it and went through it and never get it. And anyway, a Circle K employee, you know, truck driver, was backing up to the store and he hit a light pole and he knocked off the power to this little woman's house. And so basically, you know, she wants like three grand to replace everything. She wants her washer, her computer, you know, washer and dryer. She wants everything in the house, all a coffee pot. She wants everything replaced because... The power went out. I, I don't know. I don't. I can see a little compensation here, but here anyway, this is what she said. Her power went out. She looked outside, and there was no storm or anything. But we noticed these lines have been ripped down. She said. Then she then realized that a truck driver was delivering to a nearby Circle K gas station. They had struck a light pole, causing her microwave, washing machine, coffee pot, computer, and power strip to short out and become unusual, unusable. Well, yeah, if the power went out, it's pretty. Yeah, imagine everything in there. Wasn't working. So she went and got a lawyer. Now Circle K said they'll pay her uh, $1,088 for her trouble. But she wants just under three grand. 
Well, I don't know. 1,088 sounds like a pretty good conversation to me, especially for, you know, but hey, get a lawyer if you want. Lawyer will take, she'll go for three grand. A lawyer going to take more than half anyway, so she can get less than a grand. Just take the 1,088, though. Circle K offering is what I'd say, but the power just went off. Deal with it. <sighs> the things that happen. It doesn't say where, though. Does it say where? Uh, it's probably like in Mississippi or something. I don't know. It's wherever Circle K's are. I don't know. Do they have them there? I can't tell from the picture where it's at. All I know is that gas is 443 and diesel's 479. <sighs> Goodness. All right, let's keep moving on. Well, here's a real rocket scientist of the month. Louisiana State Police seized more than 100 pounds of cocaine from a semi-truck following a traffic stop recently. Oh, it looks like it's May 2nd. Uh, they stopped a 2005 Peterbilt 387 traveling east on I-12 in T St. Temery Parish. Parish? Is it Parish or Parish? I don't know. During the traffic stop, the troopers became suspicious of criminal activity and requested permission to search the vehicle. After obtaining consent, troopers searched the truck and discovered 121 pounds of suspected cocaine. Uh, Louisiana State Police say that the estimated street value of the cocaine is $5.5 million. Wow, that's a lot of money. It's a lot of snow, huh? Troopers arrested New York residents Melvin Concheras and Pedro Cerrante. Uh, Drug-related charges, the two men were booked in the St. Tamari Parish, Parish Jail. Louisiana State Police referred to the case to the Department of Homeland Security. Yeah. Well, there's 121 pounds of cocaine off the street. Surprisingly, uh, if I'm looking at the picture of the, co the stuff on the hood. If that's what it is, that's really not that much. You'd think it. 110 pounds, 21 pounds would be a lot more than that. But then again, I don't really do know what 121 pounds of cocaine looks like in real life. So I don't know. Well, I guess I do now. All right, let's get moving on. Well, it looks like CVSA held a surprise brake blitz last week. More than 350 trucks inspected in Georgia. Uh, last week, law enforcement agencies across the country participated in a surprise brake safety enforcement check. I didn't, I didn't run across anything like that last weekend. Did any of y'all? Anyway, on April 27th, the Commercial Vehicle uh, Safety Alliance held a nationwide unannounced one-day safety enforcement initiative called Brake Safety Day. During the annual event, inspectors check for brakes violations that could prove detrimental to highway safety. Yeah, that's not good. Uh, during the single-day effort, MCCD uh, officers inspected 366 commercial vehicles and placed 65 out of service for brake-related violations. Yeah, so that's not good. Now, don't forget, here's what's coming up. Yeah, we talked about that. International Road Check. That's a big three-day event. That's 17th, 18th, and 19th of 2022. It's a 72-hour event. It's the largest target enforcement program on commercial motor vehicles in the world, with nearly 15 trucks or buses inspected on average every minute across North America. That being said, you may not see anything. And they were doing wheel ends this year, so anything connected to wheels. But they're still going to look at brakes, lights, you know, tires, all that stuff. So And your paperwork, so just be prepared. But that's 17th, 18th, and 19th of May. Then that's International Road Track. Then you got Operation Safe Driver Week. That's scheduled for July 10th through the 16th, 2022. During this enforcement effort, officers throughout North America are on the lookout for commercial motor vehicle drivers and passenger vehicles. Engaging in risky driving behavior. What, they don't do that all the time? What's up with that? Then you got safe, Break Safety Week. That's another Break Safety Week. That's scheduled for 
Oh, I just heard crackling. I wonder where that crackling is coming from. It's very annoying. Anyway, Break Safety Week is scheduled for August 21st through the 27th, 2022. During this campaign, commercial motor vehicle inspectors conduct brake safety inspections on large trucks and buses throughout North America to identify brake safety violations. So those are the things that are coming up. Be on the lookout. Be prepared. If you're ready for it, they can't mess with you because you're, you're safe. And if your stuff is squared away, they don't want to mess with you. They just want to get you the hell out of there. So then give the next guy a ticket. Looking for low-hanging fruit, my friends. Low-hanging fruit. All right, let's get moving on. Oh, this is a different one. Over in Santa Quinn, Utah, driver pulled up to the fuel pump at uh, the oh, a Maverick gas station in Santa Quinn, Utah. I don't even know where that is. Anyway, he pulled up to the gas station. He pulled up to the pump. Noticed there was smoke coming off the engine, out of the engine. Popped the hood, and nope, oh, guess what? His truck's on fire. So he tried to use the fire extinguisher to put the flames out. Didn't work. So he hit the you know the emergency shutoff. Uh, the fuel pumps and shut down the whole fuel island, which is probably a pretty smart idea. Sadly, his truck was toast and burned to the ground. There, you don't know why it caught on fire. It's still under investigation. Hopefully, they'll figure it out, and hopefully it wasn't something stupid. All right, let's get moving on. Well, here's something you don't ever want to hear or see at a truck stop. So, police have one person custody or seeking one other person in connection with a deadly shooting in a truck stop on Sunday evening. Yeah, we'll get through that. Anyway, the, shirt, the, shooting, the shooting occurred around 6 p.m. on Sunday, May 1st, at the Pilot Travel Center on Ruffin Mill Road in Chesterfield uh, County, Virginia. When officers arrived on scene, they found a person in the parking lot suffering from multiple gunshot wounds. The suspect had reportedly fled the truck stop in a vehicle. The victim was taken to the hospital with life-threatening injuries and was later pronounced dead. So... I hate these stereotypes. Anyway, police are still searching for a second person who fled from the scene of the crash. They got one guy, I guess, and he, they didn't. I guess he didn't rat out the other guy. Anyway, he is described as a six foot three black male wearing a white t shirt and red gym shorts. I bet he's changed his gym shorts by now. Uh, the, identi the identity of the victim is being withheld pending notification of next of kin. So, if you know anything, call Chesterfield County Police at eight zero four eight seven four eight. 1251, that's Chesterfield County Police at 804-748-1251, or Crime Solvers at 804-748-0660. You know, I really don't understand this. You know, I mean, if you're, you know, that pissed off or your deal went so bad with somebody, you know, why you got to shoot them out, man? I mean, it's like that shit, once you're dead, man, it's over, okay? It's like game over. So do you really want to kill somebody? I mean, it's just... I don't know. It's just a deadly game, and it's not one I want to be involved in. I don't get it. You know what? I'll just keep driving my truck. Ugh. All right, let's get moving on. Oh, talk about embarrassing. This is a bad one. Semi-oversized load wrecks toll booth. All right, semi-truck hauling an oversized load tore up a toll booth in California on Sunday evening while trying to pass through the toll plaza. The incident happened on May 1st at about 9 p.m. at the Bay Bridge Toll Plaza in Oakland. According to ABC News, the semi-truck was hauling oversized steel beams on Interstate 80. When it attempted to pass through the toll booth, the steel beams turned out to be too large to pass through the booth, and the booth was ripped off its foundation and pulled into a lane of traffic. A car then crashed into the, into the debris directly following the crash. The toll booths were empty at the time of the crash due to switch to electronic tolling. No injuries have been reported as a result of the incident. It is not, it is not clear if any violations were issued as a result. Oh, you know what? Thank God there wasn't a toll booth attendant in there because... Who knows what would have happened? 
Thank goodness nobody got hurt. That's all I'm going to say. All right, let's get moving on. Ugh. The things you see in here. All right. This is not a bad thing. A second runaway ramp is now in the works for Mount Vernon Canyon, the site of the wreck involving a semi-truck to kill four inch or ten and prompted a hundred year plus sentence of the truck truck. This is just uh, west of Denver, uh, east of Georgetown, where the you know the guy was flying down the hill and didn't hit his, you know, he smoked his brakes and lost control and hit all them cars. You know, quite honestly, you go down the hill and you, if you do it right, you never even have to hit your brakes once. But I guess he didn't read the signs passed up the runaway truck ramp that was already there anyway they're going to add another runaway truck ramp at that location so i don't know it's uh i guess it's not a bad deal you know i just uh i don't know i don't get it he said when you lost your brakes your mind is blocking rogel said in an interview at the jefferson county jail when asked why he didn't use the runaway truck ramp at the time of the crash the new ramp will be installed on I-70 between Morris and exit C-470 on the left side of the roadway. Oh, it'll be on the left side, just below the existing ramp. The existing ramp will also be shortened to make the entrance more visible to drivers, and entrance lights will be installed. I prefer it on the right side, but hey, whatever works. Uh, maybe maybe that'll help. He drove right by the first one, so I don't know. Anyway, construction of the ramp is intended to begin later this year. It's certainly not going to hurt. Uh, it's a good thing to have an extra ramp. All right, let's get moving on. All right. North Carolina's putting in a new rest area. You know what? New rest area is always good. So anyway, where is this new rest area? Either new rest area is along the I-26. Where is it at? Uh, North Carolina Transportation uh, Engineer calls it the Taj Mahal of rest areas. It's located at, where is it at? The rest area is located on an eastbound side, I-26 at mile marker 41, just beyond the airport road exit. Officials say the rest area is scheduled to open on Friday, May 6th. The corresponding westbound tra area is set to be open in the middle of June. So they got another one going up on the other side. So what's it going to have? Amenities at the new rest area include, I don't talk about rest areas very much, and uh, I, I, this is kind of strange for me. Anyway, 90 passenger car parking spaces, 30 semi-truck parking spaces, four handicapped parking spaces, complete ADA compliance, high-efficiency lighting, low-flow water systems, family restroom with changing table, patio picnic area, separate vending machine building, and dedicated pet area with fire hydrant. It kind of sounds like almost every other rest area, except for the fire hydrant part. Uh, the rest areas were, were built, it's the two of them together, I guess, for $5 million as part of a larger $271 million project to widen I-26 in Henderson County. Uh, North Carolina says that 64000 per day drove this stretch of road in I-26 in 2019. Now, I haven't been to this rest area, and I haven't been down 26 in quite a long time. So if anybody goes down there and you think it's an exciting rest area we're talking about, give me a call at 414-666-1926. That's 414-666-1926, all right? And uh, we'll talk about it. I guess. I don't know if you could find someone to talk about a rest area, but I guess they done weird, creepy. All right, let's get moving on. All right, and more parking spaces is always good. Uh, Love's Open's Truck Stop in Cameron, Missouri. I'm not sure where Cameron, Missouri is off of, but they've just opened up new Love's there, and it is going to have an Arby's 120 truck parking spaces, eight diesel bays, 10 showers, laundry facilities, cat scale, speed go. Open on May 23rd in a dog park. Whew. Lord have mercy. 
This will be the 20th location in Missouri and adds 85 jobs to Clinton County. Hey, more jobs, more better, right? Now, the Gary, Indiana Loves reopens with limited services. On Thursday, May 5th, Loves announced that the Gary, Indiana store damaged by a fire at an adjacent Denny's restaurant in February has reopened with limited services and amenities. Yeah, that was a pretty heavy fire. Uh, it's one of the older ones. I think it was something else. I don't think it started off as a Loves. Anyway, Loves says that Diesel, DF, and limited snacks and drinks are now available at the Gary store. Around the clock, drivers can also access temporary restroom facilities. Probably them damn trailers they pull up, in, you know, that have the restrooms on them. Those horrible things, but better than nothing. Parking, Wi-Fi, and a boss shop. Gasoline, boss shop's the name of their maintenance shop. Gasoline is currently not available. So you can get diesel and D up, but no gasoline. Well, considering how bad that fire was, it's not surprising. It's going to take them a little while to, to get going. So I'm not holding them, but, you know, I'm not thinking bad about that one. So that's good. All right, let's get moving on. Ooh, boy, there's a lot of stuff going on today. All right, in the news, and not so much for the $700 million this time. <sighs> the LTL. LTL market's crazy sometimes. All right, according to a change of operations. Yeah, change of operations when a company decides to change the way they do things. Yellow Corporation tells Teamsters it would close nine terminals as part of restructuring. So Yellow Corporation, YRC, or whatever they're called now. Uh, I don't know, they keep... Yellow, is it, is it yellow or YRC? Who knows? Anyway, they, uh, they're they closing nine other terminals. And they're opening up 11 velocity distribution centers, realigning zip codes in the West, a new line hole network, and 260 utility driver positions. Hmm. It says here, because of the scale of the change, it will be very disruptive to many employees with changes of domicile, change in work status, and seniority. And notice on the TDU website stated, yeah, seniority is kind of a big thing. Uh, you know what? <laughs> I don't know. I, every, every what is it? Every so often they they reinvent themselves, and it's still a pile of shit. So go figure. We'll just have to wait and see how this one plays out. All right, let's get moving on. All right, I found this hilarious. I love this. James Earl Jones used to troll truckers using his Darth Vader voice. Yes, James Earl Jones, the man who was the voice of Darth Vader. Apparently he was traveling across the country and he had a CB in his car. So his CB handle was Darth Vader. So I guess as he was traveling across the country, he was talking on a CB. And uh, he used to Darth Vader's handle. So, you know, it, I guess it freaked a lot of people out. When he got to the truck stop, there was a buzz about it, he said. So he decided not to do that anymore. You know what? I wish he wouldn't have stopped doing that because I think that's funny as hell. Imagine a real Darth Vader's voice coming out of his, you know, coming out while he's driving down the road. That would just be hilarious, wouldn't it? Oh, my God, that'd be funny. All right, let's keep moving on. Well, it sounds like the People's Convoy did their thing in D.C., and then they went to California, got egged, and now they're going back to D.C. So I don't I don't even know what they're protesting at this point. If anybody knows, leave me a message, 414-666-1926. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. I don't get it. So either way. Let's get moving on. They, oh, they, they did meet with a few politicians, but they met with Cruz and Ron Johnson, Ted Cruz and Ron Johnson, two biggest douchebags out there who will just do anything, you know, they'll do anything to get in front of a camera. They won't listen. So that was, a I don't know what they were thinking on that one. So I don't know. Anyway, let's get moving on. Now, we're going to diverge from trucking for a little bit here. Now, normally we just talk about trucking. We do, this podcast is about transportation because, well, everything is transportation, right? So... The iconic Queen Mary. 
Yeah, the Queen Mary in Long Beach Harbor. Been in it many times. Used to live not too far, was born not too far from there. Anyway, they were taking the 20 lifeboats off the Queen Mary because they were painted with lead. And I guess uh, they've had some hardships with the, you know, how the thing is being maintained and run and all that good stuff. Anyway, they're taking the iconic lifeboats off the ship and they're destroying them. And they're going to dismantle them or who knows what they're going to do, but they're coming off the ship and they're going to get destroyed somehow. So I don't know. I guess they tried to sell them off or auction them and it just didn't work out. So good luck with that. Queen Mary. I can't imagine, you know, without her lifeboats, it just seems like she just wouldn't look the same. Now they're floating ideas also of, uh, you know, they got three choices. Scrap the Queen Mary, uh, fix it, maintain it properly, or um, leave it as it is. I, just, I don't know. It's too iconic for Long Beach to let go. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. All right, let's get moving on. All right, you may have heard about the Swift Transportation wage dispute, which ends with $7 million lawsuit. You're thinking, all right, these guys are finally getting what they're due, right? No, they're not. Uh, according to core documents, Swift Transportation is agreeing to pay $7.25 million. After attorney's fees and other costs, drivers will receive their share of about $4.3 million, averaging around $217.50 per class member. So they got screwed by the trucking company. Now they're going to get screwed by their lawyers. Drivers allege the carrier failed to pay them minimum wage or agreed rates for all hours worked, provide them with duty-free meals and rest periods, reimburse them for all unnecessary business expenditures or losses incurred during the discharge of their duties, probably like tolls and things and scale tickets, pay them with instruments that were immediately payable in cash on demand or, and without discount in California, pay them with instruments that were immediately payable in cash on demand and without discount in California. What the hell does that even mean? I have no idea. Furnish them accurate itemized wage statements. Yeah, that's kind of important. Timely pay them all wages due following the separation of employment. Oh, that's not good. Uh, I suspect that a lot of the stuff that they were getting screwed out of is the $217 is not going to compensate them all. So anyway, we'll keep an eye on this one if it goes anywhere, but... I don't know, it just seems like a real deal, bad deal for these people. All right, let's keep moving on. Well, more bad news. A uh, truck driver has been cited after choking on water and losing control of his rig in Montana on Thursday afternoon. The, incident, the accident occurred on May 5th in Missoula, Montana, off Interstate 90. According to AP, AKPAX News, the unnamed trucker was heading east on I-90 near Reserve Street when he began choking on water, causing him to lose control, veer off the left side of the road, cross the medium, enter the westbound side of the freeway. The semi-truck then struck an SUV on the westbound side of the I-90 and drove through a fence before crashing into two storage containers and two parked cars in a parking lot of a Cracker Barrel. In a parking lot of a Cracker Barrel. That's the most important part here now. Now, John Wilkie, who also happened to be a truck driver, was sitting in his car in a parking lot when the accident happened. As soon as he saw that, he ran over and got the guy out, and luckily nobody was hurt in the incident, but the driver has since been issued a citation for careless driving. Well, uh, I don't know. He was choking on water, man. Give him a guy a break. You know, he's having a bad day, a really bad day. So if you're going to crash, that's a lot of shit to take out and, and then hit a cracker barrel at the end. What, there's no George Webbs around to run into? Oh, my goodness. Let's get moving on. Well, more bad news. Uh, I've always heard mail, you know, the unit postal service doesn't pay very well, you know, for the contractors. But Missouri Trucking Company shuts down after the United States Postal Service cuts back mail hauling contracts. 
So this company, what's the name of the company? Family owned Rooney Trucking Incorporated, headquartered in Polo, uh, Missouri, I assume. Uh, filed his petition to U.S. Bankruptcy Court for the Western City of Missouri, Missouri on Monday. Attorney General, blah, blah. Anyway, the bigger issue here was the decision by the U.S. Postal Service to take away some routes and cancel certain contracts. The business couldn't function properly with a restricted income stream. So basically, they they were running, you know, postal stuff, and apparently postal stuff doesn't pay very well, and when they lost it, they, they put them out of business. Too many eggs in one basket, I reckon. All right, let's get moving on. Well, ain't this something? I'm sure all U.S. Express drivers are going to love this one. Empire and U.S. Express partner to prepare a nationwide terminal network for autonomous transfer. So what does that mean? It means all the work you U.S. Express guys are doing is to, you know, so they can set up this autonomous network so you can get out of your jobs quicker. Uh, enjoy your retirement because it's coming, apparently. Uh, this stuff. You know, it's just autonomous vehicle stuff. I'm not so sure. Just not sure. Uh, I don't think we're ready for it. But it will be here someday. I just don't think we're ready for it. All right, that's pretty much all we got. Last thing we got is this. The FMCSA has this proposal to put speed limits on trucks. They're talking like 60, 65, or 68. Probably 65 is what they're going to go for. But still... Uh, if they go with 60, you imagine driving across the country at 60 miles an hour. This is not the time to be introducing something like that. We have a driver shortage, apparently, and if you go with this mandated speed limits, I assume quite a few drivers will be getting out of the industry. I know if I was in a position to do so, I would. Drive across country at 60 miles an hour would be a nightmare. There's quite a few places. You know, We're at Missouri, Montana, South Dakota, North Dakota. I mean, it's the middle of nowhere. It'd take you forever to get across. It just drives you crazy. So anyway, in the show notes, there should be a link to the place where you can leave a comment to the FMCSA. If you don't leave a comment now, then, well, who knows? There's over 5,000 comments already. Uh, we need to flood these guys. Let them know we're serious. Now, who's pushing for this? It's the AT. That's the American Trucking Association. The American Trucking Association is made up of uh, mega carriers, Snyder Swift, Warner, places like that. And they are not a friend of the drivers, okay? They are a friend of the trucking you know, the industry people. They are not friends of the drivers, okay? By any means, okay? Not a friend of the driver. So just keep that in mind. All right? They are not doing what's best for us. They are doing what's best for their company and their situation. I suspect what the FMS uh, CSA should do is they should go and look at the safety records of all the uh, limited trucking companies that are in the ETA and then could make their choices because I believe Swiss in the ETA I could be wrong about this but I see their trucks mess up all the time it don't matter what speed they're going so you know go figure out that one alright that's all I got look at the show notes alright and uh, remember get over for trucks on the shoulder get over for tow truck drivers get over for cops ambulances anything on the shoulder basically get over uh, check out the hot logic that little hot stove I use for cooking on the road there's a link in the show notes you can get a discount if you use the coupon code in there um, stuff like that that's all I got alright peace out and next week I'll have some more content on the, the uh, YouTube channel it's TWK Trucking with Kingfish same as the podcast uh, just same name same everything alright talk to y'all later